tortoise. Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, Elon Musk's secretive biotech startup Neuralink is recruiting participants for its first human trials. Why has the news been so controversial? That's after a short break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Elon Musk is a prolific businessman who owns a range of companies, including X, which used to be Twitter, Tesla, SpaceX, and a lesser-known project called Neuralink a biotech startup that is developing brain implants. It's always been known as a secretive company that releases little information about its products. But last month, it made a big announcement. Neuralink, the controversial biotechnology startup founded by Elon Musk in 2016, received the green light to start human trials in May. The company is looking for participants aged over 22 who have quadriplegia or ALS, a fatal motor neuron disease, to trial a wireless brain-computer interface, or BCI. According to a Neuralink brochure, it will record and transmit brain activity with the goal of enabling participants to control a computer with their minds. Brain-computer interfaces describe any technology that allows for direct communication between the brain and an external device like a cochlear or retinal implant. They've existed since the 1970s, but thanks to a wave of investment, the technology is becoming more ambitious. Billionaires Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos and Peter Thiel have all invested in BCI startups. One big area of focus for these companies are neuroprosthetics, BCIs that work with the nervous system to restore a person's motor functions. When I was 19, I was on vacation with some friends and I was swimming in the ocean. I dove kind of down to go under a wave and didn't realize that I dove into a sandbar. So I essentially dove into the shallow end of the ocean. And as soon as I hit, I knew something was terribly wrong and that I was paralyzed. Ian Burkhart was one of the first people to trial a BCI developed by BlackRock Neurotech back in 2014. I get to the hospital, um, have surgery to stabilize my neck, and they, they being the doctors, share with me that, you know, here's what your life is going to look like. You're never going to be able to do this. You're never going to be able to do that. You're probably only going to be able to move your arms around slightly at the shoulder, and you're going to need help doing pretty much everything that you used to do in your life and you took for granted before. Ian went through years of rehab to strengthen some of the muscles he had control over. After insurance cut off from traditional physiotherapy, I started looking at what my options were. And there, you know, some private therapy that you could do paying out of pocket. Um, There were different clinical trials going on. And I looked at all the clinical trials to kind of just get a sense of what I could look forward to in the future as far as any treatment or help for my spinal cord injury. And I came across a study that was being done at a hospital relatively local to me. And so I 
really jumped at the chance, even though it meant agreeing to elective brain surgery twice. The device he had fitted used a brain-computer interface to connect a muscle stimulation system that allowed Ian to restore hand function. I could see the movement of my hand, and it wasn't perfect. It's not like I was going to be playing a piano or typing on a keyboard. But it was to the point where I could open and close my hand, pick up objects, move them around. And that was something that was really powerful to me. Neuralink is not the first neurotech company to begin human trials. Research involving people like Ian has been going on for decades. So why is the Neuralink trial controversial? We'll have more after the break. One of the concerns that I have, and one of the reasons why it's surprising that the FDA has approved them for human clinical trials, is that there's growing evidence that they have really botched the animal research that they've been doing. BCI research with non-human primates and other animals has been ongoing for decades, right, since at least the 1970s. So it's really striking the extent to which the Neuralink researchers have botched that research. And one of the results is significant suffering for those animals. This is Sid Johnson, a neuroethicist at the Centre for Bioethics and Humanities at SUNY Upstate Medical University. She was surprised when the US Food and Drug Administration approved the company for human trials back in May, because at least 1,500 animals have died in Neuralink studies since 2018. A Reuters investigation last year reported that Elon Musk pressured staff to rush experiments in order to secure authorization from the regulator. In a tweet, Musk said, No monkey has died as a result of a Neuralink implant. We chose terminal monkeys, close to death already. But a recent investigation by Wired reviewed veterinary records that suggested that the animals died in gruesome ways because of botched experiments. You're allowed to kill animals for research. You're not actually allowed to kill humans in research. Um, and if we mess up um, on a human, there could be really serious consequences and potentially deaths. It's also unclear how Neuralink might safely remove the device, which is made up of dozens of thin threads, and whether that removal could have an effect on the participants' emotional and physical well-being. Another concern is privacy. So Neuralink is going to have access to an enormous amount of a subject's brain data. What do they plan to do with it? How will they record it and store it? How will they protect user privacy there? Would they, for example, turn that data over to law enforcement if, if they were asked for it? The Neuralink device is also intended to connect someone's brain to a phone or a computer using Bluetooth. So can that connection be hacked? Neuralink did not respond to a request for comment, but it's fair to say that it isn't the only startup grappling with these questions. There isn't much regulation. In July, the UN held a conference on the ethics of neurotechnology, calling for a framework to protect human rights in light of BCIs. Ian Burkhart acknowledges all of these risks, but he isn't too worried about them. I'm really excited to see how it goes. I know there's been you know, a lot of talk of people in two camps of um, really against it and really for it. And I think that that 
comes down to the fact that you have a, a loud personality that is leading the company. Um, but overall, I think there's some really smart people that work there. Things are being done the, the correct way. He had his BCI removed when his trial ended, and he says he would do it again, maybe even with Neuralink. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and produced by Patricia Clark. Tortoise. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.